and welcome to BiblioChat. I'm your host, Forrest Robot. On this episode, and over the course of the next few episodes, I would like to discuss the British East India Company, their original formation, and how they really grew into history's most successful colonial enterprise. And it's important to discuss the history of this company because they're a significant contributor to the reason why English is the most common language of the world. So what I would like to do is focus on the reason why this company grew into the behemoth that it was. About 90% of the world's countries have experienced an invasion by the British East India Company. And there's a strategy that developed that allowed this massive expansion. And while a lot of this growth was due to just the brute force of the company's military, it's also equally strategic and calculated. And over the years, over the company's about 200-year history, a strategy developed that allowed them to grow into this massive size. And in this episode, we'll look at what that general strategy was, why it developed, and over the course of the next few episodes, we'll look at more specific examples of this strategy. So the company was founded in 1600 under Queen Elizabeth. They were given an exclusive monopoly to conduct their commercial affairs in the East Indies. And at this time, what's important over the course of its history is that in the 17th century, it was a small company facing intense competition from other colonial powers. And it's in this way that you can understand the British East India Company as facing the same challenges as modern companies today. The modern capitalist system of market share, competition, is directly applicable to this period and this economic climate. The Anglo-Dutch Wars of the 17th century were a collection of naval battles. And these, these wars can be understood as competition between company, the Dutch East India Company and the British East, East India Company competing for market share. So these companies have to claim a region of land that hold these spices and natural resources, and they have to be able to protect them from the competition. And unlike the modern capitalist system at this time, you know, there's no regulations, there's no government structure. It's pretty much just all-out warfare. Even at one point, the Dutch East India Company would murder British East India employees who were stationed in certain regions in the East Indies. So these territorial acquisitions, you know, were very valuable. And once you made these acquisitions, you had to be able to defend them, which is why the British East India Company had their own army and even financed their own military academies in order to train soldiers. So you have an atmosphere where there's intense competition and the outposts are isolated, so little communication. So with these conditions, you have to have outposts that are secured by individuals who can act independently, who can defend themselves, can make their own decisions with the local populations. So every territory is different in terms of how powerful the indigenous populations are. 
whether to suppress individual, whether to suppress indigenous populations, or make strategic alliances. And this capacity to act independently is what allowed the company to expand quickly internationally. And not only are they expanding, they are able to secure the territorial possessions that they acquire. So next episode, I'd like to continue this conversation about decentralized operations. We'll have BiblioScoop's finance expert on the show, Taylor Weeks. Over the years, Taylor and I have compared colonization to modern finance. Taylor is an executive at Harris Analytics, and so he's very familiar with growth, market share, all of these financial concepts that can be applied to the British East India Company and their growth from the 1600s into the 19th century. Thank you for listening.